Blog Talk Radio. People go to jobs that they hate, 87% of Americans, and guess what? And they pray they don't get fired. That's, 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 missed. that's no way to live. That's why you're here. You just said, you know what? No. I ain't going out like this. <laughs> I'm telling you. And people think you're crazy, and you are. You gotta be crazy there. You got to be out of your mind. My favorite book said, let that mind be in you. You got to have another mind in you that says, I got this. This is my life. I own this. I'm going to call the shots here. Nobody's going to tell me how much I'm worth, what time I can take a lunch break. I'm not going to anybody and ask for permission to take my family on vacation. No. No, I got this. I've got a vehicle. I can take me to another place. That's why you said yes. Give yourselves a round of applause. Mr. Washington said, Mr. Brown, transform your mindset. Number two, he said, practice. Let us say together, OQP. Write this down. Only quality people. Only quality people. You don't want everybody in your organization. You want only quality people. Here's something else he said. Mr. Brown, yes, sir. And this is what we're going to do in this presentation. It's called presentation power. He said, develop your communication skills, how you present yourself, how you sell yourself. He said, once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. And then he said something else. Let us say together with conviction. I want everybody to join me on this. Let us say together, you got to be hungry. Say it again. you got to be hungry. He said, what do you want to do with your life, young man? I said, sir, I want to buy my mother home. He said, you've got to be hungry. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, people that are hungry are willing to do the things today others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. He said, people that are hungry are relentless. People that are hungry are unstoppable. People that are hungry refuse to give up. People that are hungry, no excuse is acceptable for not making their dream become a reality. I said, I'm hungry, sir. I'm hungry to take care of my mother. I'm hungry mother to make She'll never have to pay another bill once I turn 18. And she hasn't, Mr. Washington. Hungry, sir, for another life. I'm not going to die here in Liberty City. I want to travel, sir. I want to see the world. He said, you can do that, sir. He said, practice OQP, only quality people. If you run around with nine broke people, he said, I guarantee you, you'll become number 10. He said, work on your mindset. Listen to these audio programs I'm giving you every day. Glenn Turner, Dare to Be Great, every day. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Jim Rowan, every day. Zig Ziglar, program your mind, Mr. Brown. He said, how do you plan to buy your mother a home? I said, sir, I want to become a disc jockey. He says, is that right? I said, yes, sir. He says, good. He said, work on your mind. Here are my car keys. What, what, what do you want me to do with this? At lunchtime, go in my car, turn on the radio, and listen to Paul Harvey. Why? He's the world's greatest communicator. You want to be successful? Yes, sir. He says, listen and study people that are great communicators. 
That's the key to controlling your future. I said, but that's at lunchtime. In order to be successful, you got to be hungry. You got to be willing to do the things today others won't do. Are you willing to do that to be successful? To buy your mother home? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's what you have done. You've got some goals that you want to achieve. There's some things that you want to do. And you've said to yourself, I'm willing to face the nose. You said to yourself, I'm willing for people to laugh at me. You said to yourself, I'm willing to gut this out. You said to yourself, I'm willing to make this happen. You said to yourself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to build this business. I can do it. If anybody's ever done it at any point in time in history, then what's possible for one is possible for me, and I'm going to do it. That's what you said to yourself. He said, listen to Paul Harvey every day. So you want to be a disc jockey? Yes, sir. He said, I want you to create your format. What will your personality be? What style are you going to have? I said, wait a minute, sir. I want to be a disc jockey, but I don't have a job yet. And then he said something. He said, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. He said, you've got to expect to become successful. Let us say together, I expect to win. I expect to increase my recruitment. I expect to be a great presenter. I expect to become a millionaire. It's my time. It's possible. It's necessary. It's me. It's hard. It's worth it. Nietzsche said, if you know the why for living, you can endure almost anyhow. Your homework assignment and write down five reasons that will make it worth it for you. So when the tough times come, and they're going to come, when you feel like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's a part of the process, your reasons will be your rod and staff to comfort you, to take you through the storms of life. He told me, you want to be a disc jockey. Practice on your communication skills. Visualize yourself talking to thousands of people, Mr. Brown. See yourself on stage presenting. Be willing to invest in yourself. Warren Buffett was being interviewed by a financial analyst on CNN. He said, what's the most important investment a person can make today? Warren Buffett, a billionaire, has billions of dollars in the stock market, billions of dollars in real estate. He looked at the reporter and said, the most important investment you can make is in yourself. The reason you're here, the reason you invested your money, your time and energy and transportation and the room and all the costs in a so-called tough economy, because you have the mindset of a billionaire. You know investing in yourself, you are your most treasured asset. Give yourselves a round of applause. Come on, bring energy level up. So he said, Mr. Brown, I've done all that I can do for you. You've got to go out and face the music. You go for the things I've taught you and make it happen. I went to WMVM radio station on Miami Beach. Milton Butterball Smith is the program director. Hello, Mr. Butterball. My name is Les Brown, sir. I'd like to be a disc jockey. 
He said, young man, you have any journalism in your background? No, sir, I don't. You have any experience in broadcasting? No, sir, I don't, but I practice every day. Let, let me audition for you. Let me show you how good I am. He says, no, we don't have any job for you. How many have been rejected? Raise your hands, please. I was devastated with rejection. I went back to Mr. Washington. I said, Mr. Washington, they said, no. He said, don't take it personally. Most people are so negative, they have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, you got to be hungry. Go back again. I said, yes, sir. I went back again. Hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you, sir? My name is Les Brown, sir. I like to be a disc jockey. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here yesterday? Yes, sir. Didn't I tell you no yesterday? Yes, sir. He said, then why are you back today? I said, well, sir, I, I didn't know whether or not somebody was laid off or somebody was fired, sir. No one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day, talking loud, looking happy, like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? My name is Les Brown, sir. I'd like to be a disc jockey. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here the last two days? I said, yes, sir. Didn't I tell you no the last two days? I said, yes, sir. He said, then why are you back today? I said, sir, I, I didn't know whether that someone got sick or someone died, sir. He said, no one got sick or died. No one was laid off of fire. Now, don't you come back here again. I came back the next day, talking loud, looking happy, like I was singing for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. My favorite book said, the greatest among you will be your servant. So I became the errand boy for the disc jockeys. I was serving them. I'd go get their lunch and their dinner, and I'd come into the control room watching them working the control room knobs and switches, knowing my time will come. Let us say together, my time will come when I'll be a top producer. And when I'll come up on stage. And they call my name because of my accomplishment. My time will come because I'm going to put forth the effort. And so on the weekends when the disc jockeys would come out to the parking lot, the cars would be clean inside out. They said, hey, who did this? I did, sir. How much do you charge, young man? Oh, nothing, sir. I just wanted to help out. Write this out. Build relationships. Build relationships. Give before you ask people to come into your business. Find some way to compliment them. Talk to them, ask them questions. Find out what's important to them, what's stressing them out, what keeps them up at night, what drives them, what they value. Don't advance with the business. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. That's why you want to tell the story and ask Key questions. You want to be strategic and experiential. Write this down. You have an energy signature. People are feeling you out. They're listening to you. They're watching you. And so, he said, look, here are my car keys, young man. Donna Ross and the Supremes are coming to town, the Four Tops and the Temptations. I want you to pick them up at the airport and take him to the Fountain Blue Hotel on Miami Beach. It is my pleasure to serve you, sir.
I would drive these entertainers all over Miami Beach in the disc jockey's big long Cadillacs. I didn't have any driver's license, but I'd drive it like I had some. <laughs> then one day, it's a Saturday afternoon, a disc jockey by the name of Rockin' Roger was drinking while he was on the air. Rockin' Roger got so drunk, he could not complete the show. He began to stir his words. He's about to fall off the chair. It's a Saturday afternoon, and I was the only one there, looking at him through the control room window, walking back and forth, <laughs> young, ready, and hungry. I was saying, drink, rock, drink. Drink, rock. I'd have gone and get him some more if he'd asked me to. Then pretty soon the phone rang. It was the general manager. I said, hello? He said, young boy, this is Mr. Clyde. I said, I know. He said, Rock can't finish the program. I said, I know. He said, will you call one of the other DJs in? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone up. I said, now, he must be thinking I'm crazy. I called my mama and my girlfriend, Cassandra. I said, y'all come out on the front porch, turn up the radio, I'm about to come on the air. <laughs> I waited for about 20 minutes and I called him back. I said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, young boy. Hey, what time is it? 7 o'clock. Why? What's up? Hindsight time. That's what's up. Hindsight time. You already know. Don't leave me. Trying to get my knowledge on, too. That good old knowledge without a college. Well, I'm... Don't be stingy with the knowledge. You walking on slow. Let's get the hard stepping. You know what time it is. Those who don't listen, special. Real special. Real special. You know, I ain't old as I look, but I'm never too old to get that knowledge. You are now listening to Hindsight Radio. Get you. 
I know I'm sounding like I'm preaching to you, but I can't reach you unless I reach that spiritual nature. So here we go. Let's get started. I always like to start with this because this this here is a nice icebreaker. It's a definition. And I want to know how many black people we got in this room today? Huh? Wow. I'm impressed because I'll be having almost the whole room raising their hand when I ask that question. The whole room we're at, it's like, y'all not black? Y'all not black? <laughs> now, I'm going to have somebody read this, and I'm going to pick him out. Brother Ray back there. Take that to him. And then you can pass it on. We're going to look up the word American. And um, the first word is black. He got nice and loud. I mean, so everybody can hear that. That's, let me tell you what dictionary that is. You, 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 bro. I, I, I'm picking on you because you have a different shade, and I want you to read that because that comes out with more force from you than it would come from me or anybody that looks like me. Huh? The word black? Black. Bro. Read it out loud. Black. Black, pale, man, wine, livid. Go, slow down. Go back and read that again. Black, pale, wine, livid. Wine and livid is deviations of pale and bleached. But go ahead. Um, to become pale, to turn white, to become black, to blacken, pale man. Right I think we got the point, right? Yes, sir. Now, that's Noah Webster's original dictionary. He was a Christian because his, his history of his life is live. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changes the nation. that they were switching up words. And he wanted Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio.
everybody peace peace thanks for tuning in to another episode of the truth tuesday show with your host akeem l the information station changing the nation all right what's going on everybody i am doing great life is good um had a good father's day didn't do the things that we planned. We didn't go out, you know. We decided to stay in. Oh, uh, we did plan to go out, but uh, you know, things change. You know, you got to roll with the punches. But we had a good time. We laughed a lot. Oh, uh, I even <laughs> was writing out a movie script, you know, about a couple who planned to go out, but. They uh, decided to make change the plans, and it, it, it's, it's y'all see it when it comes out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had a great time this weekend. And today, me and my daughter went to uh, Carowinds. We almost didn't go because it was raining on my side of town. But you know, I decided to go take a a chance, and we drove over there. So we went on a a few rides and then we left and I, I'm here I'm doing the show. I almost thought I wasn't going to be able to do the show, but I, you know, I was able to take her to Carowinds and get to do the show. So I had a full day today. Oh, uh, what did we ride? We rode the Intimidator and the Fury, I think 325 ride and a couple of other rides we got on, played a few games. So we had a good time. Oh, um, Cause then I have to take her back tomorrow, back to her mother for the summer. She's staying with her mother for the summer. You know, we usually take a vacation every in the June, but because you know things flip roles, where I now she's with me, and she goes with her mother in the summertime, so that kind of changed. So we'll go on a, a, a vacation in August, oh, um, right before she has to go back to school. Oh, um, but we did a quick. You know, I got season pass, so we just did a quick, you know, run over there. So we can go anytime. But I hope everybody's doing well. I got some good information for you guys to to share tonight about child support and how it's all voluntary. And I got a response to prove it. I'm almost like this response is so crazy to me that I mean – Either who the, the attorney that wrote it was incredibly stupid or in, or, or very intelligent because I might be mentioning something. <laughs> I'm like, I, did he really put this in writing? Did he really say this? You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, and Mexican is saying Happy Father's Day to to all of the men out there. Oh. Uh, that's right. Happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day every day. You know, it's it's we do same thing with mothers. It's Mother's Day. Those responsibilities never go away. 
You know, and I know brothers, as a father, it's a thankless job. And as a mother, it's a thankless job, too. Um, so to all you brothers out there doing it, you know, keep up the good work. We appreciate you. Uh, so back to what I was talking about. I'm like, did he really put this in writing? And when I read this to you, I was going to show it on the screen, but I didn't get permission from the person. Uh, although I got it redacted, I still like to get permission from the person I'm working with to, to show it publicly. You know, you won't see any information, but I still like to get verbal. Hey, I'm going to do this and get that okay. I don't I don't like doing that. So I'm just going to read it off. We didn't get a chance to chat today. I called him and he didn't, you know, I guess he's busy. But anyway, before I go into that, I just want to talk about a few things. The injunction, the new one, the updated, the new and improved is on my website. It's ready to go. Um I think I got it priced with the template and recording. Let me see. Let me look at it before I say that. You know, I, I got so much going on. I don't remember what I'm, sometimes I don't remember what I got going on. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's the webinar and it includes two templates. It's there. So if you want that, oh. Go ahead and get that at akeeml.com. All right. That's it's it, it, this is not the same as the old one. Definitely not the same. Uh but what I want to talk about is I meet a lot of people who claim who make claims that they want a business, they want to be successful. And I've even tried some of these people to the point where um you know, I've given them business, sent business their, their way. And they, and that's when you see what's going on with them, why they're not successful. Because their dedication to their business is not the same as it is with maybe they have a job or something like that. It's not the same. And what I'm saying is if you want a business, if you if you really want your business to take off, you have to be dedicated to it. You have to spend the hours into it, especially in the beginning. You know what it took to get to here to know the stuff that I know that now? Do you know? It took a lot of reading, a lot of studying, and that all took place mostly at night, overnight. Till, till it got light outside sometimes. You know, some days I didn't get but a couple of hours sleep, and I was up reading and and um, studying different things. This is how come I know what I know. Because in the beginning, I dedicated a lot of time and effort to what I was developing, the business I was developing. And I still dedicate a lot of time to it. Now, nowadays, I kind of... I know I need to dedicate more because I need to go to a next level. Like I told you, I'm um, creating these classes for you guys, make it easier for the people in the membership. Then I'm going to create some other classes for people that don't want to be a part of this. They just want to a la carte, get a class here, get a class there, make it very easy. So all you got to do is log in with your login. Boom. There's all your, your stuff you 
invested in. Right there. You know, so you don't have to download to your computer. You could just go right to a web portal and there it is. It's all there. You see? So what I'm saying is if you have a business or you're thinking about doing a business, be prepared to be dedicated to it. You will not be able to serve two masters. It's either your business or the job. Now, Les Brown, when I had him, that recording, he said, people go to jobs they hate, and then they pray that they don't get fired. See, that's double-minded. I'm telling you. For me to, to be the businessman that I am today, you know what it took for me to get fired? I got fired. Me going into cutting hair, that's, you know, my first business was a barbershop, a barber first and then a barbershop. But in order for me to go into that business, I got fired. You know? So that's what it took to, to wake me up. Now, here's the strange thing. I wouldn't even say strange. The, the divine thing that happened a year before me and my brother went to that same barbering school to try to enroll. And for some reason we were ignored and we didn't think much of the school until one day, a year later, I was playing basketball with a buddy and the buddy said, yeah, I'm going to barbering school. And he said, the school's, I said, yeah, man, me and my brother, Greg, we, we went down there and, 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 and they didn't even talk to us. He said, oh, I know Mr. T. I'll hook you up. Now, at this time, I had no job. I had no way to pay for the school. But I'm telling you, when you really have a desire for something, because from the time I moved to the South, I wanted a business. I, I was looking for anything. I got involved with Amway. I got involved with, you know, a couple of multi-level marketing schemes. They didn't work out because you always had to recruit people. And then we wanted the barber in school, wanted to go to, you know, I figured they, hey, I could cut here and, and, and I, that's cash money. As long as I show up every day. But I'm telling you, when you have a desire for something, and I really did at that time, I really wanted my own business, but I really couldn't lock down exactly what I wanted to do. But I said, well, barbering is the way to go. So we went one year earlier to go, got ignored. One year later, playing basketball, so I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to Mr. T. And I said, okay. Went up there. Now, at this time, now, the time I went a year earlier, I had the money to pay for school. I had a job. But see, when things are working in divine order, things you can't see at that point in time, your consciousness can't receive, shows up later. So he, he, he took me down there, and he said, he said, hey, this is Akeem. He's, he wants to go to school. And he walked out. And now I'm sitting there with Mr. T, Mr. Tolliver, and I told him, said, listen, I just got fired from my job. I don't have no way to pay for this school. I, 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 you know, I work. I'll do something. 
And he looked at me. He said, what did you used to do? You know, wh- you know, what's your experience? What did you do before this? I said, well, I worked at the World Trade Center as a commodities clerk, uh, you know, handling different brokers' accounts. Well, I had the whole clearinghouse accounts. So any trades that went through there, I handled. And he looked at me, and he said, I'm going to give you a scholarship. I said, what? What's, you mean I don't have to pay? No, you just run my school for me in exchange. I'll give you a scholarship, free education. And I took advantage of that. Now, the now let me say this. This man didn't know me other than what my buddy told him about me. We had just met, and he gave me a scholarship. See, people recognize when you are serious, and they will give you opportunities. The issue is, will you recognize the opportunity? Will you take the opportunity? Or will you make an excuse? I could have said to my friend, I ain't going, I don't have the money to pay for it now. I didn't say that. For some reason, I went up there empty-handed and, and, and got handed a whole scholarship to go to school, to cut hair. That was in 1995. I had two boys and one on the way. A pregnant wife that couldn't work because you know my my older my youngest son was sitting in a, on a nerve and so she couldn't work anymore so it was just on me. And what's crazy about this? They fired me, and I couldn't get my unemployment for ten weeks. So we had to figure out a way to pay rent. It was crazy. But I'm telling you. When you're serious about what you want to do, it don't matter about the money. It don't matter the situation. My my voice is a little hoarse because I was riding that roller coaster. But it doesn't matter what the obstacle is. The opportunity will move that op- it will move it out of the way as long as you are true to what you say. That's why when people tell me about it's hard, it's this and that. They're talking to someone who's been through it. And I laugh. I say, really? Try going to barbering school with no money coming in at all. Wife can't work. You don't have any money. You got to wait 10 weeks. How are you going to pay rent? That's a whole nother story by itself. How are you going to buy food? How are you going to do this? Yes, I, I had you know people help us out a little bit, but it still wasn't enough. But I stayed focused on that school. Now, to get out of barbering school, average time it takes was 12 months. But you, the, the, according to the South Carolina rules, at that time, you had to go to school for at least nine and a half months to complete the course. Did I miss a day of going to school? No. Nope. I went every day. I showed up to that man's business. He, it was, the school was open from Monday through Saturday. And I was there every day. And it was a time he didn't show up to, 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 to the school for like almost a month and a half. And I was just kept his, collected his money and had it for him when it, when it was time. And when it was time to go, he signed my paperwork and let me go work in the barbershop. Shortly thereafter, I owned the barbershop. I ended up owning two barbershops. 
just sold the last one I had a couple of years back because I had to dedicate. I got serious about what I'm doing now. So I had to give that up. That was that was that was a start of being a business owner. And in that business, I ended up satellites. It took me so many different directions. I wasn't afraid of the opportunities. Yes, was it uncertain how much money I was going to make? Yes. But let me tell you something about Reverend Ike was right. You will never receive more than you believe. You will never get any further than the thoughts in your mind. Because when I thought things was hard, like I had a barbershop, I could relate to the story where he told about the man who had a, a, a food stand. And then the son came to, oh, times of things, things are going to be hard because the stock market, this, and, the, and the owner believed in it. And he started setting things in motion because he believed that hard times were coming. And I had that with my first barbershop. Oh, it's, this, is, this is slow. I can't do this. And it's not making enough money. And that's exactly what it did. So I, I closed that one down, went and worked in another barbershop. And I didn't, you know, after about a year doing that, I, I got to open up my own barbershop. Now I had a different mindset then. Your business won't do bad if you're not thinking bad. If you're thinking that it's going to do bad, it will do bad. If you think it's going to be good, it will be good. Now, there's a couple of people who, who, who speak, public speakers, that always say things are hard. They say that. They appreciate it. It will be hard. I guess that's, they're saying that because they want to give you the expectation things get difficult. Now, let me tell you this. If you say things will be hard, it will be hard. That's why I try, I remove that from my vocabulary. I say, this is just a process. And once I process it that way, it becomes easier to deal with. But I know some of you got business ideas. I know some of you have businesses. I know some of you have jobs and you're trying to get a business off the ground. But let me tell you, you will not be able to serve two masters. You're going to have to love one and hate the other. And I hope you choose to hate that nine to five and love your business and grow it. The universe, the God in you will bring the money to pay those bills. That's what the scripture is talking about. Don't I clothe the flowers? What are you worrying about? You will get fed. It will happen. It's Listen, just like they say in this movement, the debts are already prepaid. Yes, everything's already prepaid. Everything's already there for you to take advantage of. The, it's like a feast. It's like a table full of food. All you got to do is go and get it. The buffet is there. The reason why you can't get it and I can get it because I know it's there and I go get it. The reason why you can't get it, you don't believe you can have it. You don't believe that you're special enough to have it, to have a multi-million dollar business. But I'm telling you, all you have to do is believe that you can have a multi-million dollar business and you will have it. Guaranteed, as long as you work towards it and hold in your mind and in your heart that you're going to have it, you already have it, you will have it.
That's guaranteed. Because when I go back and I replace some of these stories in my head, the reason why I got the barbershop, because that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. I, I was looking for other schools to come up, go to, and they just didn't cut it. And then the very first place that I walked into, that was just a preview, a preview of what was to come. Where I didn't have to pay for it, it was prepaid. Someone saw something in me and gave me something, a free education, an education that I can pick up my clippers at any time and cut here. That is a skill no one can take away from me. Same thing with this. No one can take away speaking skills from me. No one. So what I'm saying is believe in yourself and get those businesses off the ground. Stop making excuses about what's wrong and start start talking about what's right about it. Make it big. Don't be mediocre. Don't be scared. Don't be timid. Don't allow people to tell you you can't do it because you can. Don't allow... Sometimes our loved ones say things. They don't mean to bring you down, but they do. And you have to be strong enough to look past that and forgive what they say because they know not what they do or say. It's not time for you to be judgmental. Let it go and just concentrate on keep – because if you get distracted with what people saying and doing – You won't have time to run your business. You won't have time to grow your business. And your first order of business, before you can get any physical business off the ground, is managing the thoughts in your head. Managing the ideas in your mind. That's your first order of business. And saying to yourself that I deserve this multi-million dollar business. Saying to yourself that I was sent here to be great. No one was sent here to be mediocre, to be just here, to just exist. You were sent here to be powerful, to touch people's lives, to make changes in people's lives. And with that being said, take my advice and go put it into practice. All right, let's get on. Let's get on to the to the to the to the meat of this subject tonight. Let's talk about this case. All right, let's talk about that. Well, first, let me greet everybody in the chat. Let, let's do that. All right, we got. So many people. We got a big crowd. Man, y'all y'all just showing the love all the time coming in here. That's why I want to give y'all something positive, something to think about. You know, they got other, you know, I know there's other channels out there that want to talk about people's problems, talk about each other, go back and forth. We this is I want y'all to come here and this is a space of enlightenment and upliftment. No gossiping, no complaining. 
This is here. We got. We have a good time. Okay. All right, Karen Israel. Peace, peace. Happy Tuesday, J. Rael. Peace to the gods. Peace to you and your family. Sovereign soul. Peace to the gods. Antonio L. Love, peace, and soul. Peace to the gods. Yeah, you know. Let me let me get y'all put y'all up there on the screen. If y'all so everybody can see this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just with DJB Thunder. Peace. Good evening. Monel Babe. Peace. Um, DJ Joe, J-O-J. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Peace and prosperity to you, Curtis Williams. Good, great God, good to God day, family. All right. Uh, Yalik L, peace. And Maxim Moore, always in the house supporting. JG, Kadat Aboriginal, peace. Oh. <laughs> so next time I'm in Texas, we got to get on the court. <laughs> Dude, I'm 51, man. I, I, the moves are still in my head, but my body may not respond the same. But I I got to get worked up. Now, now I ain't going to say I can't, but I got to do some exercise to get back up to speed. Uh, that's right, Karen. You your change your mindset. Oh. Arlene L., peace. Who else? I am Shake, truth. Uh, making meals, peace to you too. Real time, peace. Chef Lamu L., Great Grand Rising and Timothy Owens, peace and prosperity. And Yolanda says peace. So everybody's up there. Now, if y'all want to talk to me before I, you know, let me let y'all know. Uh, the number is 563-999-3615. This is where I take the questions and I answer them. Um, so if you got questions, call into the show. And I will call on you, and I'll try to answer those questions. Um, so there you go. And if you want to support the show with donations, because this all costs money, all of this streaming and stuff, is dollar sign Akeem L. I have some other pay ways to pay pretty soon, um, or for you guys to donate. Another thing I wanted to say before I get into this, I'm setting up a. A webinar is coming to show show y'all how to, or I'm not sure if I'm going to do a webinar or I'm going to just help y'all do it, um, setting up a proper, unincorporated, nonprofit association, a.k.a. church. Shut it up. I know I did a video on how to get the EIN, but now I got the bylaws. I got everything put together. I'm waiting on Beth to finish off, touch up some things for me. You know, that's my, she, she she does a lot of help. She helps me out a lot. It's always to have a, you know, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm, it's grateful to have a woman who's willing to help you. And I know that's a struggle. There's a lot of negative things going on about the sisters and stuff like that. I don't like to, I, I know there are people who have problems. You know, there's, there, they are do, but I, I don't want to reinforce that or highlight that. I want to highlight the good stuff, you know. 
I want to highlight. You know, when you highlight the good stuff in people, that's what you'll see. That's what you'll get. When you go out of your way and make sure you recognize the people that are helping you, just try that in your house. Don't complain. Yes, maybe they're doing something to irritate. Don't complain. Just highlight some good stuff. And the only reason why I'm telling you because I'm working on that. I, I, I know, let me put, I worked on it. Beth does a lot of great things for me. She helps me out. She does the trust, those ecclesiastical trusts. She's the one who does that. I put my finishing touches on it, but she does that hard work, that, that all of the writing and stuff. She does that. So that's, you know, and the reason why I got that is because I put that in mind. I wanted a woman that could help me. And we could help each other build things. You know, like she's got her her um her website, homeschoolguide.com. She started that over hmm, five years ago. She, she's still working. She's getting it off the ground. She's doing a lot of good things with it. So support that, homeschoolguide.com. Uh, she's going to be having classes also online, showing people how to teach their children. And I've learned a lot from her in that. So, okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Like I said, I can't share because I didn't get the brother's permission. But basically what's happening is this. We put in a uh, – we try to shut the whole fraudulent child support situation down. And because – these contracts they setting up, they're not telling you that they are voluntary contracts that you can get into. There are things you don't have to get into these contracts. And I'm going to expose that tonight. I'm, I, I couldn't believe what was written on the paper when I was reading it. Now, I know the brother I'm helping was like, oh, this is disappointing. But listen, nothing, any response to me, is always good news to me because I hey whatever they say, I got something to say too. See, that's what gotta, y'all got to understand. Y'all got to know that you have something to say in response. You can't just let these people say anything to you. And as full disclosure, I'm not an attorney. I'm actually a minister. This is my ministry to teach you things. I teach things from I started off with the spiritual. Now I'm getting into the to the lawful, God's law. So there you go. If you want an attorney, they got plenty of them. Just Google search attorney in your area. You, they, they'll be able to help you. But I couldn't believe they, this was put in writing. I couldn't believe it. And thank you to all of those that are showing their support through Cash App. Thank you. Timothy Owens, shout out to you. And someone else before the show did it too. Uh, Timothy Owens, and it was someone else right before the show. John Bay, thank you for your support. Thank you. Um, yeah, all of it helps. So I couldn't believe it. So whenever you sue someone, you have to have what? A cause of action, right? You have to have a reason to sue them. You have to have a breach of contract, right? Now, we're talking about child support. How, what breach of contract did you have with the state? Did you sleep with the state and have a child with the state? Huh? 
when I tell y'all, when I read this thing, I really wish I could just show y'all so y'all can see it for yourself. Maybe I'll do a sub show and, and then I can, after I talk to the brother and just go into a little more deeper. I told you guys a long time ago that when a mother or a father could be the one, but most of the time it's the woman bringing these child support suits against um, the fathers, right? I told you guys, because of the way things set up, both of those parents are on child support. The woman's rights or whoever's the custodial parent's payments are waived because they have possession of the child. The child is living with them full time. So they say, okay, you waived, but this is your amount. They put an amount for both parties in there. And when I go into this deeper, I'm going to pull up some orders and show y'all where it says you pay this and he pay that. But you don't have to pay because you got our ward our child, our legal child in your custody. We're letting you do all the hard work. We're going to let you change all the shitty diapers. We're going to let you stay up at night when the baby's crying. We're going we're gonna to let you do all of that. But that's our child at the end of the day because we're the ones setting up this child support. The mother signs over her right to the state when she goes to child support enforcement. This was the case in there was a case in California where a bunch of mothers class action sued the state and the, the, they threw the case out because why? You guys are no longer the plaintiff. You're informants. Once you gave your rights up to the state to enforce these, go after, we're not doing this for nothing. We got to get paid. Now the child support is going to us. And we'll give you whatever's left over after we take out interest and fees. See, y'all sisters got to start thinking about this. Y'all really not helping yourself when y'all go to these courts. You're enriching these people, taking generational wealth wealth away from you, which can go to your child. And most of y'all situations can be worked out, but one of the parties is hard ass about it and want to go and force someone to do something. And sisters, you do it. And brothers, you do it too. I've seen you brothers try to do it. I'm going to get custody because I don't think the mother's fit. And then they go in there and get the hand chopped, their head chopped off because the court don't care. They just want somebody to pay and you end up on child support when you weren't because, and you the one who brought the action because you didn't bring a child support action. You brought a Custody action. Now the state's in here. Oh, we got money coming. Oh, we yeah, we gonna go for you. We gonna yeah, you could do it this way, do it this way, and then they like, well, how much you make? Can you send us your pay stubs? Can you do this? While they helping you go do this whole custody thing, they setting you up for child support because their main concern is the best interest of who, not the child, the state. That's their first interest. Secondly, is the child. Why? Because I've already showed you in the laws that they get money for every order they in, enact or create. They get money for the petition. They get money for the order. They get money for the paternity test. The government is paying them off to come after you and to trick you mothers into opening up these suits. And like I said, most of y'all will get to get money out of these guys or girls, whatever, 
if y'all just sit down and be civil to each other, show love towards each other, y'all can work it out. Okay? So let's go. Let's read. Let's see. You got to have a cause of action. So what is a cause of action? Let's share this screen. Let's share this. This is Wikipedia's definition of cause of action. Cause of action in law is a set of facts sufficient to justify suing to obtain money, property, or the enforcement of a legal right against another party. The term also refers to the legal theory upon which a plaintiff brings suit, such as a breach of contract, battery, or false imprisonment. The legal document which carries a claim is often a called a statement of claim in English law or a complaint in U.S. federal practice and in many U.S. states, it can be any communication notifying the party to whom it is addressed of an alleged fault, which resulted in damages often expressed in amount of money the receiving party should reimburse. To pursue a cause of action, the plaintiff pleads or alleges facts in a complaint, the pleading that initiates a lawsuit. A cause of action generally encompasses both the legal theory, the legal wrong the plaintiff claims to have suffered. So did the state suffer any wrong? And the remedy, the relief a court is asked to grant. Often the facts or circumstances that entitle a person to seek judicial relief may create multiple causes of action. Although it is fairly straightforward to file a statement of claim in most jurisdictions, If it is not done properly, then the filing party may lose his case through the simple technicality. There are a number of specific causes of action, including contract-based action, statutory causes of action, torts such as assault, battery, invasion of privacy, fraud, slander, negligence, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and suits and equities such as unjust enrichment and quantum merriwit. Merriwit. Oh, that's a tongue twister. All right, let me uh, scroll up. The, the points a plaintiff must prove to win a given type of case are called the elements of that cause of action. For example, for a claim of negligence, the elements are the existence of a duty, breach of that duty, proximate caused by that breach, and damages. So when they come after you for child support, that would be considered negligent. They're saying you are not fulfilling your duties. Now, saying, what if you have been given money, helping support the child? You've been doing it on your own. Now, I know in my experience with my my oldest son, they told me that was voluntary support. See, I'm showing you that in order for someone to sue you, there got to be some form of neglect, some form of breach of contract. So when a woman, just because she had a baby, runs to the courtroom and says, I want child support, I'm entitled to it, how are you entitled? Did, did you give him notice, did, did, give him an opportunity to help you, or you just ran down there? See, just the, the elements of a child support suit is even off because there is – there's only fault if there's a breach of contract. See, a lot of people believe that just because a guy's on child support that he was not taking care of the child. That's not true because when I my son, 
I was taking care of before he left the womb, my oldest son. Bought all his cribs and strollers, all of that. Money. But when I brought those receipts, oh, that's voluntary. See, if I know what I know now, I would have did a motion to dismiss because there was no breach of contract. And plus, you're the state. I don't owe you a damn thing. I didn't sleep with you. Everything they're doing is, 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 is unconstitutional because there's no real victim in these suits. It, it, how is a child owed any child support? You got you going for child support. The child is born. He just didn't. This time hasn't haven't even been gone by yet. And a lot of these child support suits are brought as soon as the baby is brought into the world. Now, a lot of them are also brought after the fact, years down the line, and a lot of you guys got hit with child support because you didn't keep your word. That that I got to say that. Some of y'all didn't. Some of these women were forced to go to court. But not all of those claims, That that is not always the case. Some women go to court because now he got a new girlfriend. He ain't getting that money. There's no someone else. But I'm... But my purpose is not to get in y'all personal business. My purpose here is to show you how the state coming after you for child support doesn't rise to the occasion of a cause of action. Although they got codes and statutes saying such and such and such, the the Constitution is clear. There must be a victim. And you must be able to face your accuser. You, the, the, the state can never be a victim. The state can never have a claim when it comes to children. They didn't bring them into the world. They were not there. So how do they get to make claims? Why? I'll tell you why. Let's read the case. Let's read the case. I'll tell you why. Because it's answered clearly in here. So, let me uh, come back here. All right, I know I I can't show the screen, but I'm going to read it. And y'all listen carefully and take notes. Now, let me just show you how the caption is. It's got the state of, the the state of, I'm not even going to tell you the state, on behalf of, and they got the child's name, who's a minor versus the legal father, and guess what? Third-party defendant is the mother. Now, when this when this suit was initially brought, it wasn't that way before. Now, why is all of a sudden she a third party? Now, in our response, I didn't put her in there. We just dealt with him. All of a sudden, she's the third-party defendant. And then they told him, he had to serve her a copy of this motion that we did to to shut down his case. Now, let's read it. It says, comes now the state of blank authorized attorney and generally denies each and every allegation of the defendant. They're talking about the father now slash third party plaintiff's motion. (laughs) And that's a typo because you got third party plaintiffs and who are you talking about? On the head, you got third-party defendant, okay? Motion, motion except those which constitute an omission against interest. 
Plaintiff further states and alleges that it is without sufficient knowledge and information to admit or deny those allegations contained in the defendant's third-party plaintiff's motion and any other matters that will be known solely to, and they got his name, defendant slash third-party plaintiff. Up there, see, this is even the response is wrong. He got third-party plaintiff. See, that's an error. But that could be. That'll be taken care of. Further, the state of blank firmly alleges files. Now, the state is alleging all of these things, right? <laughs> right? It said that the defendant, third-party plaintiff, submitted to the jurisdiction of this court by making, listen carefully, a voluntary appearance. So if you show up, you make that voluntary appearance, you submit. They'll say that. That's why I never submit to jurisdiction because I challenge it right off the gate. So you can say, I ain't come here and submit to nothing. I'm telling you, y'all don't have jurisdiction. Right off the bat, boom, boom, boom. That's why you got to do it in the beginning. And it has the date he, he showed up. Two, the defendant third-party plaintiff knowingly and willfully stipulated to and signed the order for support Dated, it said willfully, willfully, okay, that paragraphs one, page one of said stipulated order acknowledges that the court had has jurisdiction of the party and subject matter of this action. That defendant, third-party plaintiff, filed a motion for leave to file third-party complaint, and has the date, and subsequently filed a third-party complaint on the date mentioned here that defendant third-party plaintiff appeared through his attorney for hearing on his motion for temporary relief on said date <clears throat> now she had an attorney y'all notice they ain't bringing up codes and statutes they all they're saying is what he did everything he did voluntarily that defendant third-party plaintiff appeared with his attorney August 16th re regarding the third-party defendant's motion for contempt order to show cause. Further, the parties were able to reach an agreement regarding contempt proceedings as evidenced by signatures of their attorneys at the time. Look, it's all showing his actions. That defendant third-party plaintiff filed a complaint to modify, asking the court to reduce the child support obligation. The defendant third-party plaintiff appeared personally and through his attorney, again, on another date regarding motion of parties for temporary orders, his attorney submitted the temporary order reflecting the court's decision on September blank, blank, blank. Defendant 30, third-party plaintiff appeared personally again for a hearing upon his amended application to modify. Ten, the defendant third-party plaintiff has submitted to the court's jurisdiction on the above occasions and numerous others when it suited his interests. His claim to the contrary is frivolous. Now, he's trying to say this is frivolous. Now, one thing, he never addressed anything specifically that was stated in the motion. I would read the motion, but I, I'm not giving, I don't, you know, that's a trade secret. Now, what did you notice about this? He never went to the, oh, this state statute says this and this is a requirement. He only talked about what 
he did. How he voluntarily did that. So if he never did anything that voluntary, he would not be in this position. Then it says, wherefore, having fully answered the defendant third-party plaintiff's motion, the state of praised the court to dismiss the defendant third-party plaintiff's motion for failure to state a claim, which, and then they want costs, blank, blank, blank. This is going to be very – now, why am, I'm, why am I happy for this response? Because you just told me that all of this was voluntary, but no, at no time did you tell him that it was voluntary. Did you disclose that he didn't have, you know, you know, just for full disclosure, you don't have to sign any of these agreements, right? You don't have to be here, right? You didn't say that. You didn't make it plain. You kept that hidden, hidden from him. And you didn't tell that the state was going to unjustly enrich themselves through this order either. You didn't say that. And there's a whole host of other things I could I could run down and shut and come back with. First is response, third party. I'm sure they proofread this. And I know that third party plaintiff has he got it written in here. It's not a mistake. He just had to give an answer and throw some tricks his way, so hoping that he overlooked it. So this is not even a real, this is not a response. This is not a suitable response because it doesn't address any of the points that I brought up. Now, what was interesting in the caption, they got him upper and lower, but in the order itself, he's all caps. So we're talking about two different entities here. So, there it is. I read it to you. Showed you that child support is voluntary. If you don't get out and, and, and respond, now I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, because a lot of people are saying just don't show up to court. Don't do this and don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. If you get handed some paperwork about child support or any other matter, you need to respond to it before you go to court. And the first thing out of your in your paperwork, you need to be challenging that jurisdiction. Now they can, can't say that you voluntarily submitted by showing up. See, what they mean by you volu- he voluntarily submitted, he voluntarily submitted and started answering their questions on the merits of the case. Once you start talking about their, what they want you to talk about, you just gave them jurisdiction. There, there you go, personal jurisdiction. Soon as you start talking about that, you just handed it to them. But if you sit there and say, hey, the court lacks jurisdiction, personal jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction, until we can figure that out, we can't move forward. I'm just summarizing. There's more to it than that. And you keep on that, and you stay there. You don't move because they're going to try to shake you. You don't move. They never got you to voluntarily argue anything. Now, I've heard nonsense like, oh, accept it for value and all this stuff. And them people that say that, I hear it all the time. I always ask when somebody brings that to me, okay, give me the case where you were successful with that method. Bring it to me, then I'll implement it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably use it. 
But I can't find any law that supports accepted for value. But I could find the Constitution and even some of their statutes and case law that supports what I'm talking about when it comes to jurisdiction. How is the state going to sue you for anything that you didn't have a contract with them for? They coming in as a third-party debt collector, basically. If you get an order for support, now they're trying to show cause you, hey, you, you didn't pay, blah, blah. They third-party debt collectors because the order says you pay this person on behalf of this. It never says pay the state. Those orders never say that. Pay state of New York, whatever. They don't say that. They say you are ordered to pay such and such this amount for this, for this minor child. That's what the order states. It doesn't say pay the state of such and such, such. No. But what happens is there's a little piece of paper that people are signing off on, and they're not reading it saying, oh, you give up all rights to pursue this matter, now the state takes it over on your behalf. You just made yourself an informant. And you took yourself as a part, off as a party to the, to the claim. You're just a snitch now for them to tell the facts because they don't have facts. They weren't there. Everything is about evidence and facts and who the real party of interest is. Everything is about that. And if your guys can wrap your head around that, you, you guys will go in these courtrooms and slaughter them. Stop arguing with these people about these false claims. They're coming at you. Don't, don't argue that. Hit them straight. Motion to dismiss, lack of jurisdiction, here's why. You don't have jurisdiction. See, these, these, these statutes are all voluntary. You have to agree to them to make them stick. Because why? Now you just enter into a contract. But when it comes to contract, they got to give you full disclosure, and they don't. They hide certain facts from you. They hide the fact that they're getting paid to pursue the case by the federal government. They should tell you that, right? If they got an interest in the case and somehow are enriching themselves through it, they need to be telling you that. Because now everything you're doing is biased. It's, it's tainted. You're being paid to do this. So your interest is to get a support order by any means necessary, not even necessary caring about all the facts. You are biased. You are, uh, 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 how, how do I put that? Uh, your motives, are, your hands are not clean. And you're not a victim. There you have it. I just read it, man. It just, I, I, I couldn't believe that uh, yeah, he actually put that on paper. But he, okay. You said voluntary. Well, when did you tell me it was voluntary, buddy? When did you tell me this? You know, you don't have, this is like, it's almost the equivalent of Mirandizing you. You know, anything you say can and will be used against you. When was you Miranda? When did they tell you? Hey, you know, you have a right, they'll say, you got a right to get in a, uh, an attorney. Elijah Faith, I'm on Facebook on the Hindsight page. I'm on the Hindsight page and on my child support page. Oh, I didn't put it on my personal page. I'm sorry. I didn't do that. That's where it is. Click the hindsight page. 
I'll uh, put it in the chat. Let's see. Remember, if you got, if you want to ask me questions, because after the last caller, I'm signing off. All right, let me get Logic Faith this link to the Facebook page, the Facebook page. Where is it? Switch out the profile. Uh, CCC. There it is. It's live. Share this. Share news feed. You know what? I'll put it on my personal page. I don't know. Well, just go to my hindsight group page and you'll see it. And it's also on the child support enforcement page as well. All right. uh, Let's see. My bad. I took me out of the studio. <laughs> Something with haywire. Oh, they tried. They, I'm giving y'all too much truth. <laughs> Let me add myself back. They took me out of the stream somehow. <laughs> I'm telling y'all too much. All right, let's uh, go to the phone line. All right, hang on. Let me fix something because I'm. I gotta. At least I got what I had to say out. Okay. All right, I'm back. All right. Remember, the call-in number is 563-999-3615. Let's go to the first caller. Telling y'all, get on that phone and ask y'all questions. Y'all love to email me with your questions. And I don't have time to answer all those emails. 727-580-1111. 727-580. Peace. Peace to the God, Akeem. How you doing, bro? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great myself, man. Good. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, that child's support. I'm in that same boat. Right. I'm in that same boat. And they, they, t- yeah. they told me now I got, to serve, I got to serve my baby mama now. So I'm trying to find an address. Well, that's that's where I'm at. I went down. All you got to all you obligated to do is serve her last known address. That's all I was gonna do. I got a last known address. I'm gonna serve you don't have that. To, you know, because uh, it's a motion. You don't have to even do it certified. You just mail it regular mail. So I could do that myself. I ain't got to pay a process service. Only way you got to pay a process service is if you have opening up a suit against her. She has to be okay, notified so can... her part of the server. But this is already an open case, so you're just filing a motion inside of the case. So it's regular mail. Yeah. I kinda of jumped the gun early on the on the motion too, man. I kinda of sent both of my motions in at the same time, so they kinda of know how I'm coming. What type of motion did you send in? You know the one you told us to send after we we, we put in the modification. You know what I mean? Sending the other one to dismiss for lack of, you know, what you've been talking, what you've been talking about. Right. All lack right. of person. What was the second one? So, that was the only one, two I put in. You know, I put in the motion to um, modify, you know, and I put the other one in the, 
or dismiss black personal, and they kind of see how I'm coming. They wanted me to go through all these hoops and loops with the 10 rules and uh, the process service, so I had to keep calling. What's going on? What's going on? They told me I need to do this. I need to serve the department of revenue, so I got to serve them. Yeah, I got to serve everybody. They're the ones, and now a lot of states are using the department of revenue to come at you. You definitely got to hit them up. But see, last time when I was doing the rescission back in the day, as soon as I send that off, I'm in court like within two weeks. You understand? That's why I'm like, oh, now y'all got to make me do all this. I'm like, why y'all make me do all this? Because now you're coming at them with proper procedure. I understand. They don't follow proper procedure, but they want you to do it. Yeah, like before, like before, like I said, when I was doing that rescission, I was in court like within a week or two. They had me right. in court talking about what decision, what contract. I'm like, well, you know, child support's a contract. And that, what you was reading, everything, man, like if I, if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't be in this situation. It's right. hard to get out. <laughs> it's hard to get out. Look, they, 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 they don't like to let go. And um, oh, like I've been successful where they stop messing with people for child support, but the thing is to get them off that list with, so they can get their passport. That's the other stuff. That's that's my problem. That's my problem. But you said you had another way to get around that. I'm still waiting on that. Here's my thing. I got so much going. Just That takes concentration. Yeah, okay, this is what you do. Actually, I did it a couple of years ago. I just got to go dig it up. You know, I, got so I got so much stuff built up. Y'all only seen a fraction of what I talk about, what I got. Y'all only see in the faction. And you know how you get so much, you, it's like you forget. <laughs> like, oh, I did that before. You know, you, you moving, because I'm moving forward, you know? So, definitely. I got to get somebody, you know what I'm going to probably do, but I will do. I'm going to get my son. He's going to be the child support. You know, he's going to do it. Yeah. Him, I just have to coach him through it, you know, the little ins and outs. Let him do it, let him handle those things. Um, because he was one of the first ones. I know that if you catch that child support before, when it first comes to you and you shut it down, they don't bother you. You have to get it then. That preferably you have to get it then in the beginning. Yeah, you shut can. it all down. They leave you alone. Everybody yeah, I help, after an issue notice, they got they never got bothered again. You know. See, that, that's I, I got mine wrong. See, I got a couple ways out because they ain't served me. They served my sister. So I ain't never jump on it like that. Cause well, under that lack of subject matter jurisdiction, improper service, and a whole yeah, whole. See that? That's one of them. I wouldn't just use that. I would, you know, use other things. You need to use everything in your. Now, here's the thing. How did they serve you? Did they? How did they serve your sister? Well, my sister was, this was a while ago. This is the process server. This is a while ago. Okay, so yeah, so I'm on child support, but this shit happened a while ago. But when I was looking at it, I was like, they never served me. My sister's signature on the original paper. Mm-hmm. It ain't my signature. It ain't my signature. Right. So I, ain't never, I never got to Bruce, they just got to serve somebody that's at your last known address and, and serve someone 14 years old or older. Something like well, that. My sister, my sister ain't lived there. She was just visiting. 
for, I mean, it was a whole bunch of shit, but that, we passed that. I can't use that. Anymore. I'm just, I, I see that they're making me jump through all these loops and hoops now that I'm doing proper procedure. You're like trying to say, making you go through procedure, proper procedure. Just, yeah. Just do it. You know, just get it done. I, they say. I, I am. I am. I, I was just whining. As you was reading that, I was just whining all the shit I know now and, and didn't know, and I got myself in this situation, so I'm kind of pissed. But, yeah, I, I got another little question, man. Maybe you can help you me figure this out. Going on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I I bought a little scooter from a partner, man, and I got the certificate of origin. I've been trying to get a tag for it, and they're giving me some hard time. With the certificate why? Why? Of origin. Hard time. Why won't they register it? Because it was it was some auto parts, some auto uh, parts on um, a scooter, and he signed it with a dealership. I don't know why they telling me it needs some invoice for it or some shit. So I'm like, what you mean? And me, I did my study. It was like, it should be good enough to register, get a tag. But you just need a tag. So I'm like, and I don't know, Ken. They told me I need to put out a declaratory judgment for a title or open up a case or to put on a declaratory. Oh, oh, man. Hey, I'm confused a little um, bit. <laughs> what you need to know? You ask me what you need to know. So you bought the car. He didn't give you a title. I mean, the the, the 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 cycle or scooter. He didn't give you the title, yeah. right? Correct. Okay. So, but did he give you a bill of sale? Gave me a certificate of origin. Certificate of origin. That's all he gave you. But no bill of yeah. sale. No okay. bill of sale. That's what they asked for. Go down That's to what the DMV. What are they saying you need to give them? They said they need a, a like an invoice, a bill of sale from the dealer. Right. How much he sold it for? Gotta have a bill of sale. And a lot I of mean, times, I taught the dealer back the title. You know, in simple transactions. I called him. He only want to have nothing to do with it. He said, "I've been sold the scooter years ago. They never registered. It ain't my fault." So wait a minute. Who did you <laughs> buy the scooter from? I bought the scooter from a partner. He bought it for an old lady. His old lady crashed it. He sat in the house, he sat in his garage for two years. So I bought it for a little bit of nothing because they wanted to get rid of it. They started looking in the garage. Oh, so okay. this, is get, this is how you do. Look up your laws on in your state for, um, like, you could do abandoned property. abandoned property to get the title. Okay. So you have to notify him, boom, boom, whoever is the last owner, say, hey, such and such and such, can you owe me this much to come get this car off my property? He's showing that you're the owner, and um, they, of course, are going to ignore that because you're going to make the amount so ridiculous that it ain't worth paying for, and then we take that and then they'll give you a title off of that. Once you've got a public publishing the paper, but you just got to look at the laws of your state. For abandoned property. For abandoned property. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I need. It's storage for you now. You say, hey, I'm get this, this is what you owe me, and I will make it the amount at least what you paid for it or some crazy amount that you know they're not going to pay. And then you show that you gave them notice. The sheriff come by and verify that you have the property on your property. He writes the affidavit. You submit that to him. Your title. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I just need some on what to look for. I don't know what quite to look for. Yeah, that's the way around that type of issue. If the old owner's saying that he don't want them to do it and just the bill of sale. And I understand why he don't want to give a bill of sale because then but it looks like he has property that he have never registered and they can come back home for that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. So that's why he's probably trying to stay away from it. You know. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. All right, man. It, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you, bro. Love what you All do. Right. Peace, bro. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to next one. Next one. Nine oh four three eight six. What's good, Minister McKean? What's good? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I got a question. I'm I'm a uh, class number two. All right. And, um, got a class question. I'll yeah. answer. It. Huh? As long as it's not private class information, I'll answer it. Go ahead. What's your question? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, dealing with the travel, um, that a letter to the uh, director. That's not too private, no. Dealing with okay. the travel. I re- who? Um, direct. Well, uh, over here in, in my town is uh, executive director. Okay. So um so this is the letter I got back. Um it says uh, what did you do? Um, you know um that whole uh three week process letters, that stuff right there, that part right there? Three week letters. Are you talking about injunction? No, 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 no. That um that that went well. Um the district General uh, attorney, um, that went well. The other person dealing with the DMV. Oh, were you trying to get status corrected on at the DMV? No, okay. You know how there's that one letter. You gotta wait three weeks before you go to the DMV, and so you send it to. Oh, okay. I got you. When you send out the letter, letting them know what you're gonna do at the DMV, and before you go in, actually correct the driver's license. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's so what you're talking about. Well, that, we can talk about that yes. all day. Fine, but go ahead. That That's not, that's right. not, that's something I offer outside of the membership anyway. So, yeah, but we can talk about that. That would be good for people to hear that. Go ahead. All right. So, um, I didn't get anything bad from the general. The um, So, that's a good thing. But from the DNZ, yeah, but the DNZ director gave me a negative response, and it goes like this. Thank you for your communication, indicating your challenge. Before you read that, make sure you're not reading personal information. And secondly, no, not at all. It, it, none of these letters are never negative. They always give you remedy letters. Just don't go in. Oh, this is negative because now you won't see the truth if you come off think that way. But go ahead, read it. Right. All right. Thank you for your communications indicating your challenge to or disagreement with status with status this agency administrators regarding your rights to drive or register your vehicle operate. Please be advised of the following. Unless you have been specifically exempt by a state of Florida or a federal court order, you are subject to the rights, obligations, and privileges concerning operations of motor vehicles on the roads on the roadways of this state. 
These rights, obligations, and privileges are found in Chapter 316, Uniform Traffic Control, 318, Disposition of Traffic Infractions, 319, Title Certificate, 320, Motor Vehicle License, 322, Driver's License, and 324, Financial Responsibility, Florida Status. Any correspondence, affidavits, notaries, um, notary declarations, apostilles, notices, memorandums, or any other position statements that you may have present that attempts to override or remove you from the paragraph two above has no legal force or effect. The only way the department will respond to you in this regard will be if Let me stop you right there. Okay. Word they use keywords say legal force and effect. It didn't say anything about constitution, but go ahead. Mm, Okay. Okay. The only the only way the department will respond to you in this regard will be if we were served a summons and (gasps) compliant issued by the record. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Issued by the um, recognized courts pursuant to court uh, pursuant to current Florida and federal law. Oh, huh? Yeah. This is the only way they yeah. respond to sue their ass. That's yeah. what they do. They're telling, well, we're yeah. responsible if you do this. <laughs> that's exactly what it just said. <laughs> Keep eating. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Now you just was. What were you trying to do? You were because it's it, reading the letter makes. I'm a. It seems like you were trying to do something else outside of no. what I. Okay. What were you doing? You were just trying to correct your status, right? Yeah. Um, okay. You know how um, there was a one letter with the two with the two names. One of them was the the um, the, the attorney general, and then mm-hmm. the other one would be whoever's in charge of the DMV. Oh, you. So okay. it's the. Let's let's rewind. It sounds like you're okay. doing the injunction. Is that what you were okay, doing? Okay, I thought I thought um, that injunction was only for the the sheriff part. Uh, okay, so I guess they both were injunctions because after the three weeks of me waiting, then I went to the DMV and, and I got a you know thumbs okay, up. You got I had to because hang on, hang on. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I go pull up <laughs> the. Oh, I, okay. In the driver's license webinar, I told y'all the second one. I told y'all who to send stuff to. Is that what you're referring to? And then the wait the yeah. few weeks. Okay, and that's, that's how the you first two. So basically, I don't have all that in front of me, and um, and I have to. My hard drive is in my bag over here. Okay, I, I, okay, we on the same page now. So basically, what that just said. You need to challenge them by way of the Constitution. It should take us to court. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, but um, really, um, all I don't you know how... the driver's license thing is, because I think, oh, now I'm remembering, because when I did the driver's license, I also included to submit the injunction to them as well, right? If I'm remembering Well, I now. know of the – well, I know the, the, the injunction was – I mean, they double signed the green card, sent it back to me. They received no problem. Right. Okay. I'm just saying, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're saying soon. That means you can you could do what you call uh, um let's see. 
I know what it is, but I want to pull it up before I say it. <laughs> and it's something I, I spoke on a long time ago. Right here, writ of mandamus. Writ of mandamus is an order from a court to an inferior government official ordering the government official to properly fulfill their official duties or correct or abuse or, or an abuse of discretion. You see, you can just do a, a writ of mandamus and, and break down um, how what they're doing is unconstitutional. You have a right to claim your status properly. You have a right not to be frivolously stopped without a warrant. Why? Because the Constitution says that. Right. So what is it called? You have um, right what? property in your vehicle. The Constitution secures that right for you. So basically, they're saying take us to court. Do a writ of mandamus on us. Sue us. A writ of mandamus? Rid of mandamus. Mandamus. A writ 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 of mandamus. W-R-I-T of mandamus. M-A-N-D-A-N-U-S. Okay. M-A-N. You can do this like a lot of times these these, these clerk of courts don't want to file your paperwork. And under rule five, they have to do it no matter if it's not in this in a, a specific way they want it. They still got to take it. The only people that got to follow those rules is their attorneys, their bar, bar, bar lawyers. They don't have, you, you know, they, 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 you're not expected to, to behave like a lawyer. Hmm. Just and, uh, and the one who sent the letter was an agent and it says consumers advocate. <laughs> Division of Motor Services. That's some thirty. That's not even the official. That's not even who you addressed in that letter. Yeah, no, that's not even who I addressed it in the letter. The commissioner was supposed to respond. And yeah. they didn't. And this person, by the way, they wrote, it doesn't even seem like they read my stuff because they weren't talking about registering the vehicle and all that kind of stuff. That, that had nothing to do with what was in what you sent them. Nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. nothing. I mind trick, but I guarantee you that's on your record. They put that on the file. It's in the file. Right in the archives. Right. Right. <laughs> Who signed it? Is the signature on there? Yep. Um, she signed it. Some Kelly Kel Kelty. She she the commissioner? No, the executive director is Terry L. Yeah, don't say names out here, but. Oh, She's my not, boss. <laughs> you went to the boss. What's that and last the, word? You went to the boss and the, and the assistant answered. Right. So you, that's not who you was addressing. So I would send that. I would send it again, but also look into taking them to court. But okay. And one more question. Now, um, okay. It's, now here's the thing. They got what you Gabe, I'm now go down to the DMV and then record your stuff. Oh, oh, I've been to that. Um, okay. um, they, 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 they put Native American. Okay, got you, brother. All right, you, you in there? I really oh, so ain't nothing more to do. If they recorded your paperwork, despite that letter, they still recorded what you wanted on record, right? 
Right. I told y'all to record the explanatory statements along with what? The injunction. Yes. Right. So they got it. It's on file. There you go. They've been given notice. Hmm. And, and, and one more thing. I heard you say commissioner. That letter but, is just uh, a I'll hear... That letter is just a distraction. Don't follow that up. That That's a distraction, bro. As long as they put okay. that on the record, they've been notified. Okay. okay, okay, and um, and, and I heard you say a commissioner, and I was only able to find an executive director. I mean, that's still the same yeah, thing, right? Doesn't well, matter. He or calls him something different. Okay, he stated different. So you just want to look for the head, whoever the head of that department of the DMV. That's who you want to contact. All right. Right. All right. Now I know people Thank listen. Oh, injunction. It is not the same injunction. Not the same one. Yeah, because that JB stuff don't work, but this stuff right here does. want to. <laughs> Go ahead, you. <laughs> For real. It's not the same. I just had to, I just used the same title because that's what y'all were familiar with. I wanted to use something else, but it's, it's a good title, so I just gave it. It's not the same thing. Just letting y'all know, full disclosure, it's not the same. The, the one that this brother used, is 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 what you call the Bentley versus yeah, the Hoover. Yeah, for real. <laughs> 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 the Bentley. Yeah. All right. Okay, brother. Thanks for yeah, that. Um, man. Question. All right, but uh, I I want to say um on the vehicle I haven't changed the tag yet from saying private on it, but I do have um uh, financial responsibility backed by silver um silver billion. I, I'm cool. Now I don't now see when it comes to stuff like that, I don't do, teach on that because I never done it. My stuff is normal. Like you know, with, you know, it's registered. You know, I keep I listen. Last thing you want is some road cop coming up there giving you problems over that and assuming you're a sovereign citizen and not, you know, brother. Right, right. Be careful. But I have a card from family. I have a card. Put the car in the trust. Put it in the trust. No, not a card. I said, no, card. I have a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my next step. I'm waiting on my guy. That's my next step. No, but I have a card strictly from the um, the, the divisions of the people who deal with insurances. And there's, a, and there's a part in the website where it says self-insured. And I was able to give the UCC, the, uh, put everything in there, and have an actual hard card. I'm, I'm not familiar. I've heard of that. Not that I haven't heard of it. I'm not able to confirm it because I I don't know. I don't know. I'll send you some info, some stuff if you want to see it. Yeah, send it to me. I'll be happy to look at it. But I just, you know, I don't I don't speak on nothing that I haven't had personal experience with that I've done. I have to see it work. And, hey, it's, it's it's a good deal. So send it to me and we we'll look at it. All right. All right. No problem. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. That was a good question, though. It really was. Yeah. All right. 786597. Hey, peace to the gods. I came. This is Jamie. Jamie, what's up? How you doing? Wait a minute. Hey, I'm, right. I'm still hanging in, y'all. Um, recently, uh, at my job, the, the, the title for the agency has sent a, a wage gar
looking at the court case and I've seen that's that. Taxes or child support? What's that? Taxes or child support? Child support. Okay. Yeah, right. I went back in and uh, looked up the the case file information. I seen that the case was closed. So I'm trying to figure out how can they still issue the the Department of Revenue still issue an order for garnishment while the case is closed in the court. So oh, okay. which Department of Revenue? The uh... Florida Florida Department of Revenue. Florida be acting rogue, man. You need yeah, to uh, you go after them. The Department of Revenue is saying that they 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 they're acting as a third party debt collector right now. You don't owe them. Yeah, uh, I was trying to explain that to the to the uh, to my employer, but they they not they yeah, not. You, you, the employer don't give a damn about what you say. You need to go after the person who's coming at you to shut it down. Okay, so that yeah. means you have to get the case reopened and. Um, yeah, you know, we go do a motion for lack of subject matter jurisdiction and state all the reasons why. You know, a lot of times, most of those child support orders are entered uh, without proper service. They mail some some regular letter to the house, and they never really serve you. And there's a guys who are on child support right now don't even know they're on child support until they get on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because last time they did that. When did you go to court to, to fight that? They're supposed to give you due process. Okay, show cause why you didn't pay. All and right, then, this is this is yeah. Recently, because the case is uh, up in Jacksonville in Duval County, I can't I can't go up there because I'm in Miami Dade County, and I work and I used to work at Broward County, so. For me to take a trip up to Jacksonville, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't feasible for me to take that that that, that venue to go up to go up there. So. Well, wait, um, hold on. I'm hearing something. You're saying it wasn't feasible for you to stop the child support by going up there personally? Look, I was working at the time, but I only I didn't even know how I was going to make my you know make make arrangements to to travel up there to Jacksonville, so I had to take. Oh, I got. You. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to, to fight anything. You got to go stand in front of. Them. Okay. Well, I have to go back you to the business in, You got to go. To, you got to argue. Well, not argue, but you got to go. Show up. The physical be there. Defend yeah. it. Yes. You can't do. Okay. This is a hands-on operation, bro. Hands-on. Okay. okay. I see There's what I can no do. So I'm gonna to get in your freedom. There's no okay, show. so I'm just have to Yes, uh, there's a there's a reopen fee, so I'm gonna just pay the reopen fee and file my motion and just you know take a take a trip up there then. Well, you can get around the reopen fee because sometimes in the Constitution it says you're supposed to go to court without cost. A oh, lot yes, of these yes, yes, um, have that. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I think that's you article, right article to, 69. to dispute without cost of delay. See, like yeah, in that last, like they want him to pay. No, he ain't paying nothing. Constitution should have a right to question this if it's right or wrong. I should not have to pay for nothing. You know? Yeah, you're right. All right, so, um, 
Okay, I think I just have to focus on writing the, the motion and getting that ready to be filed once I have the case reopened. Yeah. Okay. Go that way. But I was thinking about going doing, going the federal route, but since it's, uh, it's all federal, so since I'm in the state, I just might just go the state route. If anything, I haven't moved to federal. Right. All right. Um, all right, brother. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be it. Thanks. Thanks for taking the call. Right, peace. Peace. All right. I'm pulling up the Constitution of Colorado because that's the only one I can remember. I know. Um. You know, they've made it hard to pull up constitutions lately. Um, here, Colorado Constitution. Let's read this. I want the Bill of Rights. Now, I remember talking to a lawyer about this who was a lawyer in um, Colorado. And I said, dude, you don't have to pay for this. Your constitution in your state says you have a right to have, uh, let's see if this is it, Section 25. Without due process of law. Okay, nope. I need a, a proper one. This here... They have made it very difficult. Or maybe it is on my computer. Um, let's see. This is it. Um, might have tried by a jury. All right. I'm going to get to I see that other caller there, 682. I'll get to you in a second. Uh, I'm just trying to find this where it shows in the Constitution you don't have to pay for any court costs. If y'all just read this stuff, y'all can get a lot of remedy. Speech. See if this is the one. It's in there. Let me get a regular one. All right, let me get this call and then I'll I'll find that later. Six eight two two three two. Peace. Peace with God. Uh, you could have went on and there. I'll I, I wait patiently, brother. I appreciate you all that you do. So I'm gonna find it. Go ahead and ask your question. Okay. I didn't want to you. okay. I kind of got a twofold question. One uh, uh, is dealing with the where's your child support page that you were speaking of earlier. Uh, I've never seen it. Is it on your your yeah? You 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 mentioned that. I I I guess it's on your your Facebook page or something where you discuss you know certain. Oh, I have. It's called Child Support Enforcement Scan. Oh, Uh, okay. It's a group. It's a Facebook group. And then okay. I have a hindsight radio page yeah. that I um, I have it on. 
Okay, so child support enforcement scam is the one right. page. You, you, yeah, okay, that's cool, a page cool. that a live video is showing. Okay, cool, cool. I, I want to know that. And my second question is in regards to the brother got, got on uh, something I've been wanting to ask for a few minutes because uh, I know you deal with the, the vehicles and things of that, that nature, uh, cars mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, it's a title. Um, I, uh, I I have the title work and uh, bill of sale and all that kind of stuff in regards to uh, several vehicles that I purchased. I never re- uh, registered them because they were just sitting out in, and since I wasn't driving them at the time. And, right. Um, and that, that was a negative on my part. But anyway, long story short, the vehicles, they were stolen. Uh, and uh, one of them was operable. And uh, again, and so I, I know I, where I have, uh, uh, no, and I did report it stolen, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't really know what, what transpired with that because I didn't receive any information from the police department and all that good stuff. Never, anyway, he's been driven around. Go ahead. They never come back to you. You reported all day. They don't try to find that stuff. But, no, not ahead, at all. But, but, the, but the thing is, it's, it's been driven, driven, because I know that for a fact, because it, it had fictitious plates from another vehicle that I was, uh, uh, that of the person, of a person that I knew. Uh, and, but there, the, 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 this person is deceased. And so it was pinging on a uh, old uh, toll, toll tag. You know, and, and so, but I don't know if this particular person's family was driving a vehicle or whatever the case may be. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, how would you go about, or uh, you know, or some kind of what, whatever research I can do in order to find out? Because again, I have the bill itself, I have the title here with me. But um, and I, what what is one of the steps or? you know, that I should take to, to, uh, you know, alleviate that, that situation or problem. Uh, so you want the vehicle back? Well, yeah, if I can get it back. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. I don't know who that, that's, that's the thing. I don't know who has the vehicle, but again, I do have, uh, again, I have the bill of sale and I have the title and apparently they're driving around, you know, without a title or without it being titled. And since How do you know somebody's stolen, driving around? We'll give you that indication that they're uh, driving around. Well, because uh, an individual, a, a pastor friend of mine, her, it was her, actually her uh, her father's, her deceased father's license plate that was being pinged. Uh, he's, he's been deceased for now three years. Oh, so they plate. stole a license plate and put it on that car to drive around. Absolutely, because, because it's sitting behind my church. Over yeah. or something? Uh, no, it's, it's pinging her mother before, and she just made her transition too. Out right after Mother's Day, got rested. So, what do you mean but, by uh, pinging? How is it pinging? How is it doing that? It's registering on uh, on the, on on the uh, because that that uh, license plate is registered. With the toll tag, with the state. Oh, so that when I they mean. going through the toll roads, it's yes, 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 yes. Well, they got a picture of the car going through. Of there. course, yeah. And the driver, they, they don't have a picture. They got a clear picture of who's on that picture. So well, I would go back would to I... say, hey, there's somebody driving this car, and they're racking okay. up tolls with it. Okay. And they can look okay. that up, and see who it is. They'll see. Dude, when you go in there, they be having a clear picture of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand. Okay. So back, after bro. I find, you know, yeah, 
I, I figured you would. That's why I'm asking you. So after I figure that out or whatever the case may be, what would be the necessary steps of the process in either order to either, you know, uh, uh, get well, cause like I said, it's not registered in my name. I never read. It's still registered with the with the previous owner. And I, as long as you have the bill of sale, it's still showing mm-hmm. that the previous. You haven't switched the title, so it looks like mm-hmm. the previous owner still owns that car on the record. Absolutely. But that bill okay. of sale, you bring that to them. You don't need the car to get the bill of sale to get the title. You just bring the bill of sale and say, "Here, I need to get the title put in my name." You don't have to register a car mm-hmm. to get the title. Yeah. Okay. Well, cause so I have a type. I mean, I got sale, I got that type. Mm-hmm. Um, you take your bill of sale and mm-hmm. show them, hey, I, I just want to switch this card into my name. I need to uh, get okay. the title. And now you got the title. That's it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've I've taken cards and gotten the title. Say, hey, listen, the car's not on the road. Uh, I got park mm-hmm. is is being worked on. Not ready to put it mm-hmm. on the road. And they just give me a title. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's, it, 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 that's, that's basically what it was. Uh, like I said, I, I just forgot those things. But and then I wanted to give you a kudos before I leave, uh, on the, the the DL webinar. Man, I, I I just did that a few weeks ago, and uh, man, it, it is great. It's awesome. I, I I appreciate you, brother. Again, I appreciate your ministry and everything. Thank you, brother. Thank you for giving me that testimony. Yes, Some people indeed, think I'm indeed. joking around around here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not playing. No, you were, you're, you're never playing with any of your information. So uh, again, I will be uh, getting some more of your services and things of that okay. nature. Uh, I really would like to get the go up under there, but to my money get right, then I'll, I'll just do the little, okay. little bit at a time. You got to speak that money right into existence. You got to say my money you're right. is. Right. You're right. You're right. Really I, I, I totally right. agree because I say that all the time. You're so operating like that. It is right. It is operating on definite now. You, hey, my money's right. Yeah. And watch that money it show right. Watch it show up. All right? It is right. Thank all you, brother. Right, Bless you for all you do. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Pete. All right, uh, see, I tell you, all that driver's license webinar is fire. I got the one and two. Y'all need to get on there and get that stuff. Stop playing around, for real. Uh, you know, to me, y'all playing. All right, let's do this. Let's share this screen, because I finally found what I was looking for while the brother was sharing his information. Let's do this. Chrome tab. Chrome, I think this is it. Don't you know I'm doing the radio? Y'all see that? Hang on. Let me, let me. Beth's trying to call me. She must. I I did tell her I wasn't going to do a show. I may not do one. Um, let me text her. If she want to talk to me, she need to get on live. So I'm going to tell her. If you want to talk. Get on the show. You know, I got to put please. I can't be demanding. Making no demands like that. That's a key. All right, there we go. Uh, there it is. Section 
five, no, not five, six, equality of justice. This is the Colorado Constitution of State of Colorado, revised since 2016. Uh, and six says equality of justice. Courts of justice shall be, did she get my text message? Maybe, hang on, let me, let me, let me get this call. Hey, I'm on the show. Did you get my text message? If you want to talk, you can get on the show. <laughs> All right. I'm almost done anyway. All right. Okay. Sorry, y'all. Um, it says, courts of justice shall be open to every person and a speedy remedy afforded for every injury to person, property, or character. Now, when is the state injured when it comes to child support? And right and justice should be administered without sale, denial, or delay. You know a lot of constitutions say that? When they say you have a right of due process, it doesn't say that you got to pay for it, your due process. All of this fill out a pauper form or a debtor form to get free court access is bull. Constitution says, no, it's free. It says you have a right to due process. It didn't say you have a right to due process, but you need to pay the court cost too. No, it doesn't say that. Remember, the Constitution is the contract. It's their Bible that they must follow. And if it doesn't have a stipulation that it needs to be you need to pay for it, then they're making up their rules and say, well, you got to do this, you got to pay us this, you got to pay, pay us that. You know, they're making up these things as they go. There you go. There you go. And I know somebody, well, how do you be remembering all of this stuff? I remember as it comes. You see? You don't have to, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to pay, you know. Uh, let's see who else is there. All right, y'all, listen, it's 9.06. I gave y'all, man, I'm getting longer and longer. The crowd, man, we had a good crowd tonight. I appreciate it, all of the donations, the support. Uh, people have gone to my website and got, got the remedy that they needed to help them. Listen, I'm not over here just pushing out junk, stuff y'all can't use. And when I get on this unincorporated nonprofit association where you don't even have to file anything at all and it's still recognized as an entity that can do commercial business. Only a few states that allow that no recording see no incorporating you know selling out your business to the state all right with that being said i appreciate everybody for getting on peace prosperity extreme wealth to all Mm -hmm. 